hello and thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad you're joining me today. My name is Sarah Ray with Spiritually Inspired, a lifestyle brand on a mission to empower modern mystics like yourself to discover and embrace their own divine truth through crystal healing, mindfulness, and ascension. And this is episode five of the Spiritually Inspired podcast, all about the seven main chakras and how to balance them and why you should care. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hello, I hope you enjoy this new format that I'm playing around with. And everything that I mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes slash description for your reference. And if you enjoy, please consider subscribing either on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. I would absolutely love to have you as a regular listener. So let's just go ahead and get started. So in this episode, we're going to go over what the chakras are and what they represent why chakras are important to a holistic lifestyle and why you should balance your chakras and how to do that exactly and why chakras might become blocked or overactive in our bodies. So first, I just want to start off by reminding you that at a subatomic level, everything in the universe vibrates. All matter consists of vibrating energy, including ourselves and our bodies. The chakras are the points within our bodies from which all of our energy energy centralizes. So not only does that energy determine the state of our physical health, but it also reflects the state of our mental health. And to go a step further, the health of the chakras themselves are often a reflection of our core values, our beliefs, and our level of spiritual self-awareness. The word chakra or chakra, depending on how you prefer to pronounce it, is Sanskrit for wheel. And we use this word to describe these energy centers because they spin and rotate. A healthy chakra continuously spins and rotates energy outward, and an unhealthy chakra still spins and radiates energy, just not as strongly, and it might not be as vibrant in color either. And this can cause all sorts of complications in our minds and in our bodies. The seven chakras are often depicted running up the spine, out the top of the head with colors like the rainbow, but there are lots of other smaller chakras scattered throughout the body's as well. They even occupy space around our bodies. Energy healing practices generally focus on the seven main chakras because they are the largest and the most influential to our physical, mental, and spiritual health. And for the sake of learning in this video and podcast episode, we will stick with the seven main chakras as well. So what the chakras represent? Our bodies are wonderfully divine. They are vessels for our human experiences and the perfect manifestation of whatever is going on deep within us. I'm just going to go over a quick rundown of the seven main chakras and some of their associated traits. Please keep in mind that this list is by no means all inclusive, and there really is no limit to what the chakras can represent in our lives and in our bodies. So the root chakra is considered to be the first chakra, and it's the red chakra at the base of the spine, right at the base of the spine, right by the pelvis. It is associated with the material world, money, security, gratitude, acceptance, safety, passion, and all of our basic survival needs. The sacral chakra is the orange chakra in the navel area right around the belly button. It is associated with strength, discipline, confidence, creativity, sexuality, parenthood, and our ego or our personalities. The solar plexus chakra is the yellow chakra right above the navel, kind of in the ribcage area. 
It's associated with self-worth, self-acceptance, vitality, our life purpose, our core beliefs, fear or bravery, and our actions. Some believe that this chakra is where the soul resides. The heart chakra is the green chakra located right in the middle of the chest, as you can imagine. It's associated with love, and that can be any type of love, compassion, kindness, judgment or non-judgment, relationships, empathy or lack thereof, emotions in general, and fulfillment. The throat chakra is the blue chakra right over the neck. It's associated with self-expression, creative expression, voicing opinions, truth, honesty and lies, reliability, authenticity, talking, sharing, and language. The third eye chakra is the indigo or purple colored chakra right in the middle of the forehead. It is associated with spirituality, psychic skills, dreams, other worlds, spiritual awakenings, and spiritual self-awareness. It is kind of the center of all of our spirituality. The crown chakra is the white or gold chakra that kind of floats above the head here, associated with divinity, creation, connectedness, togetherness, enlightenment, universal truth, God, and the afterlife. So why chakras are important to a holistic lifestyle? A holistic lifestyle is all about seeing our health and our choices from a big picture perspective. Our bodies are not separate from our minds. Therefore, we need to improve our mental health in order to improve our physical health. Ideally, we would be doing this simultaneously. The physical ailments we have in our bodies are merely symptoms that tell us what's really going on deep within our subconscious. Modern medicine is finally starting to catch up with holistic healing. They're finally starting to find this place where they can have some common ground and work together. However, patients of modern medicine often have a hard time believing the concepts of holistic healing. For some reason, they write it off as hooey, claiming that their mental health has no impact on their physical health. And why is that? Any ethical doctor would strongly disagree, and anyone who has ever been truly dedicated to improving their health would disagree as well. I think it's really easy to be afraid of the holistic health approach because it requires you to destroy your comfort zones. And in order to fully heal and be well, you have to dig deep and confront your demons. And that also means taking responsibility for the things in your life that aren't exactly positive and also examining things you wouldn't normally otherwise. Plenty of people aren't willing or ready to do this sort of inner work. And as a result, their physical health continuously declines and their suffering seems endless. They become identified with their ailments, convincing themselves that this is how life must be in order for them to deal with it. And I'm here to tell you that that is the exact opposite of what is true, and it doesn't have to be that way. The ailments in our bodies are physical manifestations of the imbalances in our chakras. Each chakra is associated with a certain disease or diseases and complications. Experiencing these physical ailments is the body, mind, soul's way of telling us exactly what inner work needs to be done. And in order to fully recover from our physical ailments, we must do the inner work on that chakra as well as whatever modern medicinal methods are needed. And that is also up to your discretion as well. Taking whatever medicine or doing whatever treatment that the doctor recommends is just the beginning. 
Healing only the physical body is rather difficult, but when coupled with mental and spiritual healing, we may see better results much faster. So why balance the chakras at all? Balancing the chakras helps us truly and completely heal from the inside out. It is by far the best way to get to the bottom of our physical and mental conditions and finally move past them. The chakras are very fluid and dynamic. Their energy can shift in any moment for better or for worse, especially if we make the conscious decision to do so. From a young age, our chakras begin to develop based on our home life, uh, amount of loving attention we get from our parents, conditioned beliefs, natural psychic gifts, and many, many other factors. As we grow and mature and move through life experiences, our chakras are growing right along with us. At the same time, their energetic strength is largely influenced by core beliefs and memories formed in our childhood. Depending upon your life situation growing up, some chakras might be naturally more balanced than others, or in the other direction, some of them might be horribly unbalanced. All of this can change organically over time, or we can take deliberate action and change their energy ourselves. That is what balancing the chakras is all about. When we actively work to balance our chakras, all areas of our lives can improve. We can work on our chakras in order, or we can focus on whichever one needs it the most. Either way, balancing our chakras is the fast track to overall wellness and happiness. Our chakras are quite telling. The state of our chakras tells us all sorts of things about ourselves and about our spiritual journeys. We can gain plenty of interpersonal insight by examining our chakras. And this is one of the main reasons why anyone on a spiritual journey should work to balance their chakras. They expose to us exactly what strengths and weaknesses we have so we can live our best lives. So overactive versus underactive chakras. Why do chakras become blocked in the first place or underactive? We all experience blocked chakras. By the time the physical ailment has made itself known to us, the associated chakra has probably been blocked for quite some time. This is why it's important to incorporate chakra healing into your life and your regular spiritual healing energy exercises so you can stop the ailments right at the source before they become a real issue. Humans have a nasty tendency to stick to their bad habits, no matter how negative their outcome. It takes a lot of diligence to break and form habits. Our chakras are a reflection of our physical and mental habits. And each time we engage in our bad habits, that energy gets carved a little deeper into that associated chakra. So here's an example. A child lives with a family that is always struggling to make ends meet financially. As the child grows up, they repeatedly are told that they are poor, that money doesn't grow on trees, that every penny counts, and the like. This results in a belief, a core belief, in scarcity, meaning that the child will most likely grow up into an adult that believes they never have enough money, that it's nearly impossible for them to make ends meet financially. The adult now has a root chakra that is terribly imbalanced because they do not feel secure or abundant in the slightest, in the material world. Their root chakra is blocked because their core belief of scarcity. This scenario can play out in an infinite amount of ways. Any and all chakras can become blocked or imbalanced individually and or simultaneously. But this concept also goes both ways. So why do chakras become overactive? An overactive chakra can be just as detrimental as a blocked chakra. When there is a lack of energy, the chakra is blocked. 
And when there's too much energy, the chakra is overactive. It's kind of a too much of a good thing sort of a situation. When we first begin to learn about chakras, we hear a lot about them being blocked, but not a lot of people realize that their chakras can be way too strong and powerful as well. Chakras become overactive when there is an excess of energy somewhere in the body. If we lack humility, our sacral chakra is probably overactive. If we're too dependent on our relationships, our heart chakra is probably overactive. Nothing good comes from these sort of character traits, just like having low self-esteem or too many ideas in your head. It's a very similar concept. So here's another simple example. An only child grows up wanting for nothing. Their parents give them plenty of attention whenever they want it, and they get the latest and greatest gadgets. They have everything they could ever possibly want, and they really start to develop a strong connection to the material world. As an adult, they struggle with debt and gratitude. They never truly feel happy with what they have, and they're always looking for the next best thing. Their root chakra is overactive because they are too wrapped up in material desires and nothing ever really feels good enough for them. You can see how the difference between the overactive and the underactive chakras could manifest in your life. But this scenario can also play out in an infinite number of ways. All chakras can become overactive if we cling too hard to their associated energy traits. This is exactly why the goal is balance. It does take a little bit of work, but it's so worth it. So how to balance your chakras and a few techniques for balancing or aligning your chakras. Like most spiritual practices, the actual act of balancing chakras is quite easy. What makes it difficult are our mental blocks and our preconceived notions. If you decide you are ready to work on balancing your chakras, it's imperative that you keep an open mind and practice discipline. Chakra alignment can have all sorts of positive effects on our lives if we allow it. Healing crystals can be excellent tools for balancing chakras. For the most part, crystals that are associated with certain chakras based on their colors. Uh, For example, red garnet connects with the root chakra because it's a deep, beautiful red color. Clear quartz connects with the crown chakra. Peridot connects with the heart chakra, and so on. Placing matching colored crystals over the corresponding chakra helps open it up energetically. On the flip side, placing a contrasting colored crystal on an overactive chakra can help calm its energy. For example, blue angelite can be used to relax the sacral chakra, which is orange. Red jasper can be used to relax the throat chakra, which is blue, and so on. That's just a general rule of thumb and a really good place to start. But crystals are not required for balancing chakras. We can balance our chakras through just our thoughts using simple visualization techniques. During meditation, imagine your chosen chakra as a big, bright, healthy, gently spinning and radiating beautiful energy. If you're working on opening up your throat chakra, for example, you would want to visualize bright blue chakra energy gently rotating right over your throat. You could even couple this visualization with corresponding mantras. I am free to express myself is a good one for the throat chakra. As you can see, it's really easy to do, but it does require a certain degree of dedication to stick with it, and you can't just do it once and expect to be cured. If you are suffering from a certain physical ailment, it would be wise to focus on that associated chakra. Someone who experiences chronic migraines would benefit from balancing the third eye chakra. Someone diagnosed with bronchitis could focus on the heart chakra and the throat chakras for healing. I am not going to list all of the many different diseases and chakras associated with them. However, there is an incredible book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, 
and it's very helpful and it's a, it has a comprehensive list at the very end filled with various illnesses, what core belief likely caused it, and mantras to help release those beliefs. So during this visualization, you could use those suggested mantras in that book to kind of help work through that energy block. Please know that I am not suggesting that you disregard modern medicinal practices. What I am suggesting is that you take charge of your health and approach it from all different angles. Take whatever medicine you need to take, if you choose, then sit down for your meditation practice. What do you have to lose other than your illness? Thank you so much for listening to this episode or watching this video. I hope you learned something new about your chakras. If you would like to learn more about your chakras, head over to spirituallyinspired.co or use the links in the show notes to read the corresponding blog post that this episode has inspired. Everything that I have mentioned will be linked there as well. The next episode, episode six, is going to be all about the magic of selenite or liquid light crystal, which is a magical healing crystal that is... Uh, a really good communicator between this world and the spirit world. So if that's something that interests you, definitely stay tuned and subscribe. To discover even more about crystals, personal growth, and mindfulness, head over to spirituallyinspired.co to explore our library of blog posts and videos and other podcast episodes. Thank you so much, and I'll see you again soon. Namaste.